You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. On 11.16 SEN, the award-winning crunch time for Honda's seven-year sale ends June 30. Reflecting on Sydney's 30-point win over Carlton last night, which has the Swans at 8-3 and three at the halfway mark. And John Longmire, the Swans coach, is with us on Crunch Time. John, good morning. Morning, Jared, everyone. What did you take from last night? Uh, well, most importantly, the four points. Yes. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a key one, the obvious one. But, um, oh, look, you know, we're, we're still uh, working on, on playing some good four quarters of good footy. We thought that Carlton... Going into the game, it played pretty well against um, Geelong at Geelong last week, so we weren't expecting an easy game by any means, and um, and we got a real arm wrestle. We're debating all sorts of possibilities here, John. Is it possible that this incarnation of the Swans is not as well suited to the SCG as previous ones under your watch have been? Uh, how's that? Was that in the style of play? Um, well, we've only uh, we've lost one game by ten points, another game by two points at the SCG, so. Um, uh, our record's probably, you know, whilst it's not, not, not absolutely perfect, we've only lost by um, a couple of kicks both times, and we've just did a couple of things wrong in the last five minutes of the game, the North game in particular that we lost. But um, no, no, we're more than comfortable with the SCG. Yeah, so same as ever. Well, we're evolving our team. I mean, our, our team's clearly evolving. We've got a lot of new players coming in, a lot of kids, particularly in our front half, and um, and so you know, it's not going to be perfect the whole time and I think you've just got to look at that rather than look at some of the other reasons we're not we're not um, you know we've got some some young players in our teams now and um, and we're just getting used to playing good competitive football wherever it is whether it's SCG or any ground. John love love some of your young kids that you've uh, you've brought in over the last 12 months or so yeah you know, I think Ollie Florent just keeps improving all the time I was up there last last night at the game but uh, Hayward you know, his consistency in being able to get onto the scoreboard has been excellent uh, Ronk uh, we no one ever expected him to do what he did in that uh, that game against the, the Hawks but uh, yeah certainly adds a little bit of effervescence to you, to your game are you seeing your boys in the middle of the ground? Uh, Josh, who uh, seems to be playing better later in the games than necessarily early in the games, and particularly Dan Hanbury. How how are you seeing your boys travelling along just at the moment? You, you, you've got wins, I mean, so that's all you need to do is bank them at the moment. Mm. Yeah, look, you know, first of all, you probably are, you know, it's hard to win <laughs> games of footy these days. It's really difficult, so even, um, regardless of where the teams on the ladder. Brisbane last week were... Um, Really difficult and in good form, and so so it is. It is hard to win, but you know we we um, our senior boys have been going okay, um, but they've set such high standards as a group uh, for such a long time. So um, you know they they're probably not at those levels that they've been in in the past, but that was a pretty high level. And um, the reality is that um, you know we'd look, you know if they could play better, that'd be terrific. But they they do set the bar high and. 
it has given the opportunity and the necessity to, to for younger players to come through and, and really contribute. Um, you know, last night we had Stoddart um, as well. Obviously, Hayward, you mentioned um, you mentioned Florent, who's been really good. Um, those kids have been stepping up, and um, and we hope to get a bit more consistent performance out of our senior group as well. John, I'm not sure there's a more admired player in the comp than Dan Hanabry, but he is struggling. He's averaging under 20 disposals for the first time in a long time. Hasn't even scored so far through his seven games this year. How banged up is he, and is there a point where you need to perhaps give him another rest? Uh, he was actually pretty good last week, Kane, um, against Brisbane. He had a lot of contested footy, and um, he was actually pretty good last week. He was quiet last night. Um, he copped an early hit in the game. Uh, how much that affected him, I'm not sure. Um, you know, we, we are mindful of that style of footy he plays. He, he plays a very combative style of footy, um, and we know that, but... You know, he's, uh, he was a bit quiet last night. There's no denying that. But, um, you know, we, we're confident he's still okay. I didn't talk to him immediately after the game. But um, you know, I'll get a report on him during the week. Jared McVeigh, is there a chance he could go on? Because he's having a pretty solid year. He's been good. Uh, yeah, he's been really good. I mean, um, you know, he's at the moment he's retiring at the end of this year. I mean, that's, that's what the plan is. Uh, we haven't had any discussions contrary to that. Um, but he's been playing well. He's, um, you know, he's really contributing. Uh, Every week, and um, you know, but um, you know, we haven't had any of those discussions yet. Um, you know, the, the plan was set at the end of last year, and we haven't we haven't spoken about any adjustment of that at all at this point. Bob Murphy with John Longmire. Oh, I'm not sure. Must have Bob might have dropped out. <laughs> yeah, we'll get that John, line back. Johnny, uh, just last night, I sat there last night and thought, well, if Carlton are going to have a chance in this game. Cruiser and Cripps need to have a you know, a big part to play. I, I thought that uh, the two blokes who mostly played on them, being Callum Sinclair and George Hewitt, were in the best three or four players on the ground. So to me, that was a big win for your team. Yeah, look, um, we understand that uh, you know, everyone understands in the competition, Cruiser and Cripps are really key players. So um, you know, they're, they're very important players. Um, uh, we think that Callum did a reasonable job last night. He's, you know, he's been in pretty good form this year for us. Um, not only in the ruck and around the ground, getting the ball, but pushing forward and hitting the scoreboard. He did that a couple of times last night, which is important. Uh, Cripps was probably a, looked a little bit banged up. Yeah, he was um, very sore after that. I was down at Geelong last week. He looked real sore at the end of that game. Yeah, yeah, and look, you know, we we can't do much about that, obviously, other than just um, George and Luke Parker and a few others playing through that part of the ground did a pretty good job, but he he probably looked a bit sore. Um, John, the the Clarkson debate around blocking, obviously Dane Rampey took that rather personally. Is that that fair? Well, what I just mentioned by him in the the press, (laughs) would that be fair? So, I mean, that's just, um, you know, that's what... He was named in the post in by by Alistair, so you can understand his reaction to that. So, has it been a a present conversation around your club between your players? Uh, not that I know of. No, no, not not unless it was the way it was addressed during the week um, when I spoke publicly about it on the Monday. But um, really, since then, it hasn't been a big issue. In terms of the cheeky little sledge towards the umpire, that's as good as it gets, isn't it, John? <laughs> Not a bad one-liner, was it, Jeff? <laughs> it was good. <laughs> do, do you feel like you've been able to reach peace on that front or is that going to bubble away now that it's been brought to attention? No, I mean, I, I'm on the public record of saying, and so is Alistair, we spoke on the Wednesday afterwards. So, um, no, we're fine. We're, we're fine with that. 
John, I heard um, Dean Cox speak pre-game and he said that Buddy's inability to train this year has, has stood out. He's hardly trained since round one when he had that sore Achilles. But is he back training now with the main group and, and what sort of shape is he in? Yeah, okay. Look, he didn't train um, since he got injured in round one for about uh, six weeks. And um, he's been back training the last few weeks. Um, he's sort of trained for... You know, 15, 20 minutes the first week and probably the same the second week. Actually, this week he actually trained for the whole session, um, which is a good sign. But we're, we're not, um, you know, we're, we're certainly wary of the injury that he's got. Um, I don't think it's going to go away quickly. We just hope he gets better week by week. And, um, you know, we're, we're mindful of trying not to train him too much so you don't get him too sore for game day. So getting that balance is a challenge that we're all faced with probably for a number of weeks. So how did you find your, your forward 50 movement last night with their double banking of Buddy? Obviously, Rowe always playing behind him, Jones always being the man to uh, to come off and try to intercept in front of him. How did that go? At, at times, you, you got him a little higher, or he got himself a little higher up the ground. That opened up other options. How did yeah. you find all that playing out? Yeah, well, look, we know you're going in the game, Terry, that, that, that's probably the case, particularly when we didn't have a lot of tall marking options in our front half, um, and they had a few tall marking options as far as defenders. So we, we knew that. I mean, apart from centre bounces, really, we were six on six. We were trying to be in front of the ball um, to make them accountable. But uh, at times, we were probably in, in the wrong position. Uh, but it's also good for for Lance to get up the ground. So he hasn't got, they have, don't have a reference point, I guess. Um, so when he gets higher up the ground... They don't have that reference point, and he's a he's a beautiful field kick. So uh, we like we like him to start in different areas, and and um, you know at times some of our younger forwards got a little bit higher as well. But uh, they're still working through that and still learning. John, I know I'm going to be bleating the obvious that he's a pretty amazing player here, but this is more for uh, our listeners out there. I thought he had a reasonably quiet night. Yet when you sort of start to unravel, I jump back on the plane today. He had second most kicks for Sydney. He had six inside fifties, which was the most for Sydney. He had 578 metres game, which was the number one of any player on the ground and had five scoring shots. Yeah, he doesn't set a bad standard. Oh, it's <laughs> not a bad standard. You're, it is um, It is mindful when you're comparing his game. Do you compare it to him and at his best or do you compare it to his impact on the game? And, and uh, we discussed that during the week quite often. Um, you know, the impact according to the game or the impact according to Lance. Yeah. And uh, he does set a high standard and... And um, you know, but it isn't just about Lance. It isn't just about Josh Kennedy. It's about you know Isaac Kennedy and Callum Sinclair and uh, George Hewitt, Ollie Florent. You know, there's a there's a number of other players there that we're um, been really happy with, and and uh, everyone rowing the boat. What the name of the game is? Bob. Yeah, John. Bob here. I was just wondering. It was really heartwarming last night on the broadcast to see to see Adam Goods out there with with Michael O'Loughlin. How significant was that to have Adam part of last night? Oh, he's been around a bit, Bob. I mean, he comes in, uh, comes into the footy club and comes in a couple of times. And I saw him two weeks ago in the club and doesn't come in a, a heap, but um, he's in really good spirits. I mean, he's, he had no problem coming in last night and, and, and presenting that, um, the medal. You're so proud of that, the Goodzo Lachlan medal. And, um, you know, it's been fantastic. I mean, the, the, obviously, the, the, the round is a significant round. The Indigenous round, the Marngrook game for us is really important. So... It was great to see him there last night. Um, but he has been around the club a bit. And what about the maturity of the group, John? The, the, the Blues got the jump on you last night. There was a real steady hand out there on the field. Is that a message you send down to the to the leaders, or are the, are you got full confidence that the leaders can can steady the ship out there amongst the group? 
Yeah, look, you know, we were probably did a couple of things just before half time that we weren't weren't happy with in regards to that, and we we had a chat about it at half time, and um, you know, we thought we thought the leaders, particularly in the third quarter, the second half of the third quarter, were, were pretty significant, and um, and that's important when you've got those younger players around as well, and and um, you know, it's not just about the possessions they get; it's about you know how they handle the team and how they get our structures right and how they want to set the tone of the contest and um, we, we thought probably with 10 minutes to go on the third they were pretty significant in that aspect. John, seven years you've been coaching, you've made the final seven years in a row. In a competition that is so even, how do you continually re- reinvent and rejuvenate the playing group like you've done? Oh, it's just just a reliance on good people, um, a, a very good recruiter in Kinnear Beachon and, and uh, you know, a pretty consistent playing group. That's what you rely upon, no matter whether you coach the Swans or any club. And um, you know, we, we live on the edge up here in Sydney. We understand it's the most competitive marketplace in the country for sport, and um, and uh, you know, we need to be trying to get better every year. And that's what we try and do. And you rely enormously on your leaders to be able to set that standard through the footy club. And we've been fortunate to have some really good leaders for a long period of time up here. What are your thoughts about the slide, the big freeze? <laughs> oh, dear, Jared, I'm a bit worried about it. <laughs> a bit worried about it. Just. Uh, yeah, what a what a great what a great concept. I mean, I don't know whether Jared, you probably know more than me whether that's this sort of thing's ever happened anywhere in the world in world sport. Um, having 18 coaches involved in something like this is significant not only for the, the absolute cause the MND, uh, which is which is big, but for also the the person that Neil Denneher is and the role he had in the coaches association. And uh, he's just a great bloke, and what a what a great concept. It is the most brilliant show of unity. I can't believe that this has happened anywhere else. Is So what does it tell us about our coaches? So you go out there, try to rip each other to shreds, but it's, there, there must be a sense of collegiality between you. Yeah, there is. There's no doubt. I mean, we get together at the Coaches Association meeting every every year, and you know, we do talk about the good of the game. And we are we are competitors. We want to win. Um, but it's a bit like when Alison and I went head-to-head a couple of weeks ago and then we had a chat on, on the Wednesday and we were all good. So um, that's that's the way it's got to be. We we understand that there's bigger things than, than winning, even though winning is absolutely significant and, and, our, and our priority during the course of the year when you're talking about a cause like this. And for the boys to actually, that are coaching on the day to be involved as well is, is significant. I just think it's a it's a wonderful gesture. Do you know what you're going to wear? Oh, uh, we're waiting on some suggestions from a few of the supporters. I'm getting a bit jumpy about that, Jared. I'm wondering if I can get a big enough, thick enough wetsuit, um, and that's going to be the starting point. Yes, wetsuits are banned. I can tell you from experience. I floated that as an idea, and bang! <laughs> okay, well that's off then. You've got to pay the full price. Good on you, John. And we look forward to seeing you on the Queen's birthday. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free, and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.